Hi everybody, I'm Alicia from Waterloo Road. Please go watch This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre in Glasgow. The sold-out five-star play is returning to Webster's Theatre. This Is Where We Get Off by Ingram Noble and Heather Spiden follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18-year-old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog-breeding, sex-toy-selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? Make sure to get your tickets from the link in the show notes below to see This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on the 11th of February 2023. Hello and welcome back to Drama School Dropout, the UK's third best drama podcast. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. Just before we get into this episode, you just heard the advert for This Is Where We Get Off. The show is this Saturday and I would really love it if you could all come along. Ticket link in the show notes below, it would mean the absolute world to me. This week it's episode 122 and I am joined by an absolute, just icon of an actress and I genuinely believe she is going to be a name we're going to be hearing for years. She's an absolute revolutionary. Please welcome to the podcast, Alicia Ford. I opened the Zoom and saw Catherine Tate's face. We all had um, an intimacy class where we had to like kind of study what's like animals having sex. All of this and more coming up on Drama School Dropout. Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you. Drama school dropout, don't you hold course, now try something new. Drama school dropout. Welcome to the podcast, how are we on this fine... Thank you. What is it, Thursday? Yeah, it's Thursday today. Thursday, snowy. Winter-y. Oh, we haven't got the snow yet. Is it? Where are you? Oh, Glasgow. Is it? But, like, okay, it's that right. cold here, it can't snow. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's ridiculous. My heating is on 30 degrees right now, and I'm just watching, like, the money slide out of my bank account. So I'm currently on set for Waterloo Road, and it is just white outside. And, like, all the locations team have got... Have you seen it on TikTok where, like, they fill the bag of hot water? Yes. And then they put it on the car. All of them are just like this. Get it gone. Get it gone. Get it gone. Because like, they need to film outside. I don't like the S word. No. As somebody who doesn't drive, it's yeah. quite hard to navigate it when the it. S word has fallen. Nev, how rude of people to say the S word. It, it's not even that. It's just like, if you don't speak it into existence, it won't happen. Yeah, that's I'm true. manifesting a dry, <laughs> especially because I'm in rehearsals at the moment and I'm like... Yes director producer so i'm like hauling all of the writer. fucking props about writer like the general dog's body um <laughs> i'm me. hauling all the props about in a massive suitcase so mm. i don't want it to snow because it's just going to make my life so much difficult man i mean if if that's what glasgow is saying then hopefully you're calm well it's just been like everywhere like my mum lives in london they haven't mm-hmm. had snow my dad lives yeah. in newcastle they have had snow and like Scotland just seems to have, especially like in city centre, like I know yep. a bit further out, there's been a bit of snow, but like here we've been quite lucky. So touch wood. Oh, touch wood, touch all the woods, <laughs> touch it all for you. Not with but ha- but how's life? Because obviously you've just sort of like been bombarded on everyone's screens. How has that been going for you? Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm just a very chill, laid back kind of gal. Like mm. love the chill life, and I think. 
you know it like when you just love acting that's that's what you do it for you just do it for the acting and I think someone like Kelly Joe it was just pure acting like this complex character this complex mm-hmm. kid who's got so much so like the the everything that is on people's tv because we've been filming this for for so long sometimes you yeah. forget you know like when you go into rehearsals for like theater mm. and then that just becomes like an everyday job then you do it and then you go home that's what mm. it genuinely feels like this is so it's weird to now think it's it's out it's it's weird as well because for some funny reason i knew about waterloo road well before lots of other people knew yeah. Somebody told me on the podcast, not mentioning their names because I don't want to get them into trouble. No way. And then I had like a succession of Waterloo Road guests, like from the previous series. Yeah. I was like, are you going back? And they're like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And I'm like, Waterloo Road's coming back. Do you not know? And they're like, no. But then I had random people on that are like, yeah. oh, I'm filming this thing in uh, in Manchester. I can't talk about it yet. And I'm like, oh, you're on Waterloo Road. <laughs> I love that you just asked straight in. But, but like, I didn't leave it in. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a conversation, but I knew of about course. it ages before. And then, do you know who deserves a medal? Please. Who, like, Katie Griffiths. Oh, my I gosh. had her on when we were allowed to talk about that it was coming back. Yeah. And I was like, so what are you doing? Like, we're going to get to meet your kids. Oh, are you a teacher? Have you felt? And Katie did not keep, like, did not let me know anything. And I was, like, so excited to watch her back on because I grew up with the original series. And then the yeah. bitch died in the first yeah. episode. Oh. And I texted her and I was like, "Yeah, I feel robbed. <laughs> yeah. I need, you know what? I never asked her. I never asked her, like, how did that feel? Well, now that, like, if she would have told me, I'd have been like, can we just do this podcast in three months instead of right now? Because, like, yeah. what was her reaction? Katie, if you're listening to this, text me back your answer. What was her <laughs> yeah. reaction when she opened that script? And it was like, and Chloe falls to the floor. She's dead. Yeah. Call, 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 agent. Hello, just wondering. Um, can, can we get can Katie back on? <laughs> yeah, like, no, you know what what was... she's amazing. Yeah, no, she is. But, like. How she kept that a secret, I'll never know. I'd have told no everyone. But if any producers are out there, I wouldn't have told anyone. And yeah, I will take a job. I promise. <laughs> Do you know what it is, is that I think as well, you know, when you watch somebody when you're a lot younger and you see them like all the time. And I remember meeting her and just going, that's Chloe. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Chloe. And then there's Dante <laughs> and then there's Kim. And it's so weird to then... I think that's what's beautiful about the show is that it's a completely new show, like completely. It like it looks different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels a bit different, um, but it's still got that. Obviously, like some characters are back, apart from Chloe. Let's just have that moment again. I have seen all the things on TikTok that's like, why did they build this up that Chloe and Dante were coming back, and then they just killed her? And I'm like, why? Liars! I know. The, the whole thing about Waterloo Road, I was suspicious of it not suspicious of it but like i was sitting there going they're never going to be able to be as good as the first one no remakes are ever as good as the first one and And the first one was banging and i like walked into it and i was like open mind like it's Mm -hmm. a different time like and obviously waterloo road was known for like tackling like gritty harsh subjects and then i was like well they're not going to do that now because of the world we live in it's going to be all nice and and then we open up the series to a black lives matter protest and i'm like ah yeah. they've still got it they've got still it. got it and i I binge watched all is it seven episodes that's available so far oh yeah yeah in seven. like six session and i was like i love that i was like they've they've not because i was like I don't think they're going to have the magic that the first one had, mm-hmm. but you do. 
you do. Oh, that's amazing. You know what? That's a credit to all the writers and the producers on the show, as well as the actors. Like they're all right. They do all right. <laughs> but like the writers and the producers, I think it's um they're tackling a lot of subjects that I don't think a lot of people have yet that are really important. And even like me and Priya Sasha were talking about like two brown girls. Mm. as well just being like the like two brown girls of like the year 11 as well and like we never obviously like we had that with like Janice and like other people but these these two like quite empowering women who aren't just there for like a little laugh or aren't just there like they have serious topics going on like she's Mm -hmm. literally getting she's in a quite a toxic relationship and found finds out to be like this empowering woman and Kelly Jo's got so much going on within her brain her beautiful little brain that she just mm-hmm. needs to figure out. And we were like, these complex characters, like that's so sick. Like, I wish that I was able to have watched that when I was growing up as well. But now you're the people that people are getting to watch. Yeah, which is really like that. I, I don't think I've processed that yet. Mm. I don't think I have. It's major. Um, thank you. It means a like, lot. And it, it is. Does. And I think as well, even coming off the topic of two people of colour having conversations you're changing the game for people with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're going to talk about, I don't want to talk about Waterloo Road all at the beginning because I want to talk more about how you got into acting and stuff. But like, even some of my friends, like my next door neighbor is my best friend's big brother. Mm-hmm. And he is like, he's got ADHD. Like, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's him. Yeah. And he watched it and he was like, oh my God, this is great. Like, this is what... Oh. Like, and nobody knew, like, he wasn't diagnosed. He was just obviously a problem child, like, until... Oh, that, that that sentence is used so much. Yeah, and it's it's mad, like, you're affecting so many people, like, across the board, and it's like, I've just got to stand up and sort of go... Like, my whole thing, the reason I got into acting oh. is because I grew up with things like Shameless and Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps yes. that are real people's real stories, even though there's a comedy element to it. Yeah. And that's what I tried to do with come and see. I don't know if this will be out before it's on. This is where we get off at Webster's Theatre on the 11th of February. Yes. Um, and that's what we've really strived to do there with telling a real story about a real family mm-hmm. with a bit of comedy in it. And I think that that's why I've sort of hooked onto Waterloo Road so quickly because... Yeah. It's the type of thing, like, like full, full, like disclosure. If there are any producers out there, I'd probably cut my right leg off to be in this program right now. Oh man! Like, it's just the that. type of media that I consume and love, and I'm mm-hmm. so happy that it's back on TV. Oh, that means a lot, you know. I think so that's producers listening. <laughs> emails in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> straight away, straight to the producer's office. Yeah. Um. It's, it, do you know what, it, it means a lot because we're we're all aware of how like different, like I said before, how different it does look, but mm. that heart hopefully is still the same. That's just trying to give people a voice. Yeah, it is. Because I think you've succeeded. Especially when like working class kids in it, mm. working class kids, you, you, when you, especially I think when I was younger, like I'm 25. So when I was younger. I did not I have just... you pegged as older <laughs> than me. Is it? Mm. 16 on camera. It's the makeup. Yeah, I'm 25 in April and I'm fucking dreading it. Hey, no, we're still the same school year. We're the 97, 98 kids. What year did you graduate? Like, do your GCSEs? Mm, 2014. Yeah, same. We're the same age. You're not that much older than me. 
Look at that. We're in it together. Nine years this year. I can't cope. Please. I texted my friend the other day and I was like, this is disgusting. The question I have is, are you having a 10 year? You're having a 10 no, year? No, fuck that. <laughs> I've run out the door. Oh, honestly, even that. if there is one, I'm not going. <laughs> like the people that I've wanted to keep in touch with, like I've kept yeah, in yeah. touch with and the people that like, I just look at it now. Like I mm. went to school in Newcastle, so I'm like three hours away from where I live, grew yeah. up. There's no point in me trying to keep in touch with everyone because number one, I don't like everyone. Yeah. Number two, like a lot of them just aren't on my level, like mm-hmm. straight up. And like the people I've kept in touch with, I have. And it doesn't even matter. That's like it. we don't see each other all the time. Like one of my friends, Olivia Sutherland, I'll give her a shout out. Ooh. She's getting married this summer. And like, Congrats, I, I think I've seen her three times since yeah. we left school. And she phoned me the other night and was like, you're coming to the wedding, by the way. And I was like, am I? Oh, <laughs> am I? Now I've got it's to go and socialise. We do. I think we, I mean, we're always growing, isn't it? But mm. and it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. We're just different people from when we were 16. A hundred percent. And I think that is what's so interesting about being 16 year old Ingram was an asshole. No. Oh, no, he was. No, it's probably just stuff going on for him. Being hungry. I love that. He thought, like, I genuinely thought, <laughs> like, right. I was the star of my own reality TV show. As you are? Like, not anymore, but, like, now I'm just, like, but back then I was, like, just an instigator. And mm-hmm. it was horrible. And I just Aww. wasn't a very nice person. But now I'm lovely to there anybody out there listening. And it's nice to look back at young girls and be like, mm-hmm. I see you. I get you. I understand. Yeah. But talking about younger us, well, let's mm-hmm. talk about younger you. How did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? And we don't need a professional role. We love a good nativity story. I love a good nativity. Oh, what was it? We can see the photo in year six. Oh, no, let's whack it back even further, you know. Let's go. Mary. Oh, you you were like main role bitch from the beginning. That bitch got Mary. Yeah, 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 let's go. None of us know what I was in the nativity and it's really sad. So it means that I was either really shit and nobody remembers or I was like in the corner with like a tea towel on my head. Do you know what's really funny that you asked that is that one of the girls in production, Megan, amazing. And I went to them the other day and went, have you guys ever acted? Like what Like what we saying? have you done it before? Mm. And she's like proper from Bolton. And she was <laughs> like, um, oh yeah, like I remember when um, I was in the nativity and I played the shepherd and I remember my line and it was, no, you can't come in. <gasps> Listen, man, when I tell you I was on the floor crying no <laughs> I can't come in and I was like that's it year one let me get mm. that academy award yeah 100 percent. but how did you get into it like what was because there's like I think there's there's having fun in school and stuff like mm-hmm. pissing about in drama lessons but when was the point where you were sort of like oh this this could actually be for me I, I remember I wasn't very academic at all like mm. I didn't even get I wasn't even allowed to do English lit at GCSE which Fun. is crazy and it wasn't that I wasn't a bad student like mean I wasn't actually at all more like the sporty kid sometimes like quiet a little bit cheeky like the good quite a good girl actually um but in drama class I wasn't I, I definitely wasn't with like the, the the people who were smashing it at all but I remember this one time and one of the girls dropped out what's it called like a like an open evening where like, the younger kids from like primary school come in yeah but it is open evening. I think so yeah and um and she asked me last minute like my teacher will you just do a monologue from john godber's play 
like that one that everybody knows. What is it? It's a different one. And it was a proper Scouse lad I had to play. Like a proper. Oh, John... What is it, John? Am I talking about the right guy? John... Stags was... and Hens 2? Oh, it might have been. Or something like that. Oh, what is it? Have you got Google there? Yeah, I'm doing it now. What is his name was like Oggy Moxon. Is that right? Oggy. Peaches. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So this guy, and yeah, we made him proper scouser. And I remember just being sat there and he put like the lights on and it was like the first proper time of like audience, like proper. That mm-hmm. wasn't the nativity in play, Mary. And people were laughing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like euphoric in a way. Yeah. It feels amazing. It feels like an, an out of body. But I never at school like got the lead parts or anything like that. I was more like out back playing footy or like playing rugby or playing Love any that. sport. Yeah. Like that kid who always stays over after three to do the after, after school curriculum. So when did you like decide? Because um, while I was doing my research, I found out that you went to Mount View. Yeah. Like from going from somebody who's quite sporty to like basically being like, I'm going to go to drama school. That's yeah. quite a jump. When did you make that decision to start applying for drama schools? Well, I remember getting told in like year 11 that Glee wasn't real. Like, you know, the actual place where he did it. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me, are you taking a fucking piss? What do you mean? It's not real. I love that. I'm um, talking to a fellow Gleek. Amen. Amen. But like that. But then I realized what well, I heard about this place called Rada. And Rada's mm-hmm. like one of the best drama schools, isn't it? Well, it's known. It's at elite. And, um, and I remember looking at the application and getting quite obsessed with it. And I'm being like, what is this? Like, this is amazing. And then I started, I never, like, never went to watch plays or musical theatre when I was younger. That just wasn't, yeah. like, within probably the budget as well for Same. my family, really. Like, we wouldn't have just gone do, to do that. But then when you get that school trip and you go watch Greece on a coach. And do you know what the most annoying part of that is? Yeah. I missed mine. I've oh, never been to the theatre. I mean, somebody no. died and I had to go to a funeral. Oh. But... I yeah. didn't like the person that died. Um, it and it was, I was fucking raging that I had to. We were going to see Blood Brothers as well, which is such oh, a good fucking play. And it bangs. Oh, bangs. and I'm I missed so mine. So the first time that I ever actually went to the theatre mm-hmm. was probably like on a weekend away to London and I went to see Wicked. Oh, that's a good one, though. Uh, but controversial opinion, I didn't think it was very good. Is it? What like, I thought like, the hype of it. No, no, fuck off. Not that. Um, um, I was like seventeen. Now. I was like seventeen. Okay. So like right. eight years ago. Um, and in all honesty, like I just was like the hype of this show does not match this show. What was it about it? It was just like, I think it's like I'm not a musical theater gal. Like I'm got you totally. Like I'd rather go and watch Shakespeare. Like, yeah. um, and Ooh, have you been to the Globe? I haven't. Please, for the it's love on my of list. everything on this universe, please go. Mm. Five pounds standing. Yeah, like oh it's gosh. on my list. Emma Rice, The Globe, why? This is a shout out to The Globe. Why, please, on this earth did you get rid of Emma Rice? <laughs> that woman has got the most incredibly creative brain and mm. her version of Imogen at The Globe, it ended with, and it shut down. That's not me and it shut down at The Globe. And it was a white versus black tracksuit. That's how you distinguished the two Love rivals. That. 
And it was so like, you were seeing people who would never have liked Shakespeare. Isn't yeah. that what it's all about? Well, that's what you've got to do now. Like I remember I went in for an audition with Barden the Botanic mm-hmm. and we were talking about like, because uh, I was like, oh, how are you going to do this? Are you doing like it in a modern adaptation or yeah. you going classically? And they were like, you've got to kind of go modern now. And I went in and did a, uh, a monologue from what's this play called? Taming of the Shrew. And obviously oh, yeah, that has it. like shit ton of negative connotations because like Petruchio's like a massive abuser. And yeah. he was like, there's not really a way that you can do that play now without like straight up saying this guy's a dick. So true. Like, yeah. You can't get so. Like, it's good to know, like, Bard and the Botanic are, like, the biggest Shakespeare company in Scotland. Like, yeah. they're moving with the times and they're keeping it up classically and modernly because they need a new audience. That's it. That's it. you got you got to go with the flow, isn't it? Although I do love classical Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? There's, there's, there's a beauty in both of them, I think. Mm. A pure beauty. There's also a beauty in... What's the one where you get pissed watching it? Oh, Shitface Shakespeare. Shitface Shakespeare. I would love to do Shitface Shakespeare. I was supposed to go and see it at the the Fringe this year, but it didn't start until 11, and public transport was a fucking nightmare. So I was like, I'm not staying to not be able to get home. Hotels are like 600 quid a night. Annoying. We're we're bouncing before that. Yeah, but like I said about Mount View, one of my yeah. favorite things in the world, and something that I'm currently pitching to any open producers are um, educating, insert drama school name here, and mm-hmm. like a fly on the wall <laughs> documentary. Because yeah. there are some stuff, there's some shit that goes down behind those doors yeah. that people would not believe. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite funny or crazy drama school story you can share with us? Absolutely. I know it's straight here, it's right here at the front of my head. It was in, um, is it second year? Sorry, second year. It's one of the acting classes where you have to learn a monologue a week. Mm-hmm. And at drama school, you're doing 50 hours a week. Like it's, some of it, it seems like you're, sometimes people think like you're just pissing about, rolling on the oh, floor, yeah. pretending to be like a mouse. But you're genuinely putting in a lot of work a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And um, there was just such a busy week. And on top of that, we had to learn this massive, like, contemporary monologue. And I was like to my housemate, Holly, Holly Surty Smith, shout out, she's amazing. Um, I went, babe, I can't learn that. There's no way. No, no way. She was like, what are you going to do? I'm just going to make it up. Make it up on the spot. And I I got the play, quotation marks play, and um, I stood there in the centre and I blagged this whole thing off. Completely blagged it out. And at the end of the class, my teacher chose me to then get up and redo it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets everyone in a circle and then we have to like workshop my monologue and I have to keep doing it. And then she goes, guess what? And I went, what, Carol? She went, my mate wrote that. That's oh. that continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Let me did, tell you. Did she, she know didn't... she'd blagged it? No, she didn't have a clue. And that's a little bit, that's kind of a PG thing at drama school. But yeah. I mean, drama school has got a lot of beauty. It's got a lot of, I think though, you learn, you learn a lot about something like that blagging, but then you also learn, shit, I got to get my shit together for this bit. Yeah. And then you go, okay, like up your game. Like if you're, if you're sat there doing all these funny faces in a, in a, in a, um, a voice class, and you look stupid, you can't start laughing. She'll just get kicked out. And that's kind of, I think, the the, the good thing about sport, it taught me, do your shit. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to do 10 press-ups and then run around the whole field, then don't be here. And I think mm. that's what's good about taking it into acting. 
mm-hmm. that graph. A question that I love to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, if you were to do a two-hander in the West End or Broadway, but West End, because I want to come, um, yeah. but they come up to you and say, listen, we don't have a scene partner for you or a show partner. Who are you picking? They have to be alive. You can pick anyone you want. There's so many incredible people, but oh my gosh, now that I've 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 lingered on it, I'm seeing more incredible people. Oh no. Oh, I've gone for too long. <laughs> oh shit. Um, I have to carry on my campaign. Like, it's been on for hundreds of weeks now. I'm starting to feel a bit personal. Catherine Tate. Boom. Boom. Do you know, I was on a... I um, auditioned for... Oh, what was it called? The Netflix show that she Hard did? Sell. Hard Sell, yeah. So I auditioned for one of those parts. And on the recall, I remember it coming through and it said, Catherine Tate will be on the Zoom. Oh, I'd kill myself. Oh, my gosh. I, I was just like, I opened the Zoom and saw Catherine Tate's face and was like, hey. Um, she's amazing. Like, so freaking lovely. Like, my actual, like, I have two heroes. Yeah. I have a writing hero who is Susan yes. Nixon, who wrote Two Pints. Oh, is it? Fucking love I'm her. I'm just going to write that down, because I love that Two Pints of Lager. She's, on the, she's been on the podcast episode. Has she? Um, 30 something i did not make that a film of myself um that uh, oh, my ends my favorite one of, shameless and two pints are like my favorite like tv shows of all time yep. and then my other like acting idol well i've got two it's david threlfall and Catherine tate i mean you've got some good picks there do you know what i mean i can see why mm. Mm. okay viola davis came to me oh that would be good and elizabeth moss came to me mm. um well, let's make it a three-hander. You can oh, have I've both. got a, Yeah, I've got to. I might have to come back in and I've got a whole list. because <laughs> We're doing a variety show. <laughs> Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie oh. is so versatile. But then, oh, look, there's another one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, her name cannot go from my head. Have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? I've seen bits of it, but the can author's kind Google? of a bit of a dick. Is it oh. Elizabeth Moss? So there's another character in it who um the handmaid's tale absolutely there she is madeline brewer i've not heard of her so she did you ever watch orange is the new black yes oh my i'm the biggest orange is the new black fan like so you'll she, ever meet i was obsessed unbelievable right oh. when i tell you the versatility of this woman she played the one with the cane rose the white girl with the blonde Patricia. Yeah. Trisha, I fucking love her. Now she's currently in Cabaret on the West End. And she did train originally in musical theatre in America. And she's in The Handmaid's Tale playing a completely different character. And that's the versatility I'm after. So she needs to join the three-hander as a fourth. Thank you. Great question. You really got me thinking there. Oh, I love it. And some of the people... Really? Uh, the, the thing that I like the most about it is some people will say something and I'll be like, I've never heard them. I'll go and watch something that they've been in and I'm like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fully obsessed. There's um, too many incredible waxes out there. We're going to play a game now. This Let's is my favourite thing in the world. It's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. And okay. it's three stories. <laughs> Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted by listeners. And one of them is a big fat lie that has been made up by our producer, Heather. We've got to find out the lie. I've got the answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along with you. Because if I'm not playing this game, I'm not doing this podcast. Right. These are my favourite things in the world. And I promise number one is not about me. (laughs) 
Number one, okay. a boy in my class at drama school told a lecturer that he wasn't going to do the theoretical parts of the course because in his own words, I'm a star and I just don't need to be dealing with that. He did not graduate. Number two, oh my I once took part in a 45 minute workshop where the only thing we had to do was pretend to be chickens hatching eggs. <laughs> I can see it. Same. Number three, I was directing an amateur dramatic show and one guy who was playing the lead just decided to slap one of the children in the ensemble on opening night because they said their line at the wrong time. Please, for the love of Jesus and everything, tell me the last one is the lie. I can't. I really want it to be true. And I want to see it. Like, there's got to be a video out there. Replay, replay. YouTube. The whole thing on YouTube. I, I have a theory. Hit me. That number two will be true if it's younger people okay because yeah. if i walked into a workshop now and they said you're going to pretend to hatch an egg for 45 minutes i'd walk out to be honest one thing of the question that you asked at drama school we all had um, an intimacy class where we had to like kind of study what's like animals having sex yeah 100 percent. but i'm just thinking if it's older le- actors really good they're gonna get told to fuck off. Like I would you what if I walk if you walked into a room and I said, Oh hello Alicia, welcome to our workshop. Today you're gonna be a chicken hatching an egg for 45 yeah. minutes. Would you walk out or would you do it? I'm if walking it out. For, I'm saying like like that intimacy class was to break away the the um the human wait. I'd be too scared I'd shit myself while pretending to like hatch an egg. But I get it. I get it. Mm. I'm doing it. I also... I'm in. I'm stuck... Like, three, I believe, is real. Three, I believe, is real. Okay. Like, I feel like that's two out there. That's sad. I'm between number one or two. Like, who goes to drama school and says, I'm not doing the theory parts of it? I can't cope with that. Can I see... Can you see anybody from your drama school who do that? Yeah, me. (laughs) (laughs) Then one is real. It's three. Oh. I'm going to go for number one. I don't okay. know why. We don't have to go for the same one. What are you okay. picking? I'm going to lock in three because that's awful. I really hope three is real. That's so funny. Boom, boom, like, number one. No way. Number one. Who the heck is number three? Oh, like A child. Could you imagine? They need to go look at themselves in the mirror. <laughs> they need to go look at themselves. Have a the hard kid look just at themselves. says that line at the wrong time dush oh i'd love it i want to see it <laughs> bring it to broadway surely that's on youtube <laughs> on my days um i want to talk to you slightly briefly about waterloo road because i know you're on set and everything at the moment um what was the audition process like for you because obviously it was it was supposed to be a secret but lots of people find out about shows coming back absolutely everybody um it was amazing like michelle smith casting um, Hi Michelle. Incredible. Hi Michelle. I'm available. <laughs> um, she's amazing, like absolutely amazing. And I did a little um profit share show, a Midsummer Night Stream, at a little theatre called the Hope Mill in Manchester, which is an incredible theatre. And I was playing Lysander in an all-female production. Love that. Yeah, like I'm giving like B-Tech Drake, like the beard was here. <laughs> I was like, y'all, like Yo. that's the episode title, B-Tech that's Drake. That's it and <laughs> we'll take it and yeah michelle smith i didn't know that she was i didn't know we kind of thought she might have well, or hoped but we didn't know that she was coming and she came and watched the show crazy yeah and um 
and then at the end she just spoke to me about Waterloo Road and I was like mm. oh my gosh she was like is if there's any way of like getting like letting your agent know and stuff and then no sorry um, I'll pass on that yeah no I'm not available I'm, 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 I'm busy I'm washing my hair yeah I, what's that show I don't know what that is <laughs> too much Waterloo who um and yeah and then audition 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 and then you got down to the final the final bit which was me I was actually in a group with me and Noah Valentine who plays Preston mm-hmm. who is the best such good act yeah he's absolutely amazing and um and yeah and then next thing you know you're, you're in the show you're in the show in and the show. obviously Crazy. you've I think I didn't really think about how massive the storyline was going to be until I opened Instagram the day after I watched everything and I imagine you're going to have seen the video by now because it was Holly J I don't know oh, if it's yeah. Bows or Bows I'm very sorry yes. um she had shared a video and saying like Alicia doesn't have social media so I'm going to share this for her and it was yes. this person talking about how they completely related to what was happening with your character Kelly Joe's um ADHD storyline did you know that was going to be like an important part of this process for you and how did you sort of prepare to tackle those more grittier scenes when it came to that storyline yeah there was first of all I did I did see that video and it's her name's Molly and she's absolutely amazing and yeah I haven't had social media for a while but I I re-downloaded it because I had to message her Mm. I just had to say thank you because I think that's that's all that's all you want to do a role like that and for somebody to go I finally feel seen that's it um but yeah I got told well in in drama school I found out that I got I've got ADHD and dyslexia oh I didn't know you actually had ADHD yourself well I think like I was saying to you about like sports and and everything like that especially to be honest when we did like the research um part of of ADHD with Kelly Joe. Um he was like in in women it's a lot more inner, it's a lot more introverted. With lads it's a lot bigger. And Kelly Joe, he was like stereotypically is more like it's kind of not on the lad side, but has a lot more of those bigger outer um traits about her. And so I can't I can't personally, but I mean it's a massive spectrum, isn't it? Mm. I couldn't relate to Kelly Joe in that way when I was reading it. But then I was like, we all know what it feels like to be misunderstood. You know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. And I think there's a lot of anxiety within Kelly Joe as well, because that's sometimes a big mm. thing within ADHD. Yeah. And it was so important to me, to be honest, when when I got the breakdown for Kelly Joe, I first time I've ever emailed a casting director after an audition. And I emailed Michelle Smith and was like, as somebody who has ADHD, thank you. I went, regardless of who I get this role, thank you for just actually bringing this character to light and thank mm-hmm. you for allowing me to just audition for it yeah and it meant it meant a lot but yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of research I watched a lot of educating great in Manchester and there was a, there was a girl on there who really gets misunderstood and straight away when she come up I was like she's got ADHD and I was looking on YouTube comments and this was like years ago and it said mm-hmm. she'd just been diagnosed with ADHD and I was like well wow. of course but the education system is so backwards that they just don't have any support. They don't they don't get it. Mm. And even when I said to you at the beginning of the podcast that I wasn't able to do English literature, I was like, I was a quiet, I was a quiet kid. There wasn't anything, like there was there was nothing. I just didn't understand it. I didn't mm. get it. And that's the fact that it was messed up back then, it's still messed up now. Yeah. Completely. I mean, like I can't relate on that because I don't have ADHD, but like 
there's such a I don't know how to phrase it like there's such a, a not a, not a stigma not a, it's like a rule basically that like especially because we sort of went to school in working class places did you find that when you go to school in a working class place they kind of try to break you out of the working class mold and they're like no you're gonna get your five a star to c's and you're gonna go to uni like i remember yeah. like my science teacher that one of the reasons i'm an actor is purely out of spite we were doing high school musical in year 11 and there was like a iconic a day off timetable for everyone in the show to go and rehearse and she took umbrage with it and she wrote in my leavers book at the end of the school year like oh i hope you learn to manage your time better in school in the future i was like fuck you oh so God. i just didn't open my chemistry or biology exam papers um Good but like I, I was quite like the radical child um make that but, stand because that's disgusting but do you feel like that's what they were maybe trying to do with you that they were like being like no you you're from a working class area but you're gonna like sort of transcend the boundaries of being from a working class area do you know what weirdly and i know i keep going back to sport but i think it's because you know like when people do like that little brush away with mm. that hand i think mm -hmm. it's more you're the sporty kid so you yeah. don't even really need to you, you're not really academic anyway so just do that and i think it is a lot of things with with people with adhd they're a lot more creative yeah and me and the producer straight away like we had such a, a good chat about adhd and that i want kelly joe to She's. I want her to be funny. She's got a lot of personality. Like let's let's really rinse that. And mm -hmm. I don't. I, I need the audience to stereotype her right at the beginning as that awful word of annoying. And then by episode four, they look at themselves in the mirror and go, "Okay, she's not." And because that's the reality of a lot of people. And like I said, it's a massive spectrum. And maybe mm -hmm. I can't relate to Kelly Joe fully, but the fact that people can out there was all I needed. Yeah, I think that's all we want, and especially Holly J. She's like she's got ADHD and autism, and she's so proud of it. And we both see it as like a little special power for us both. Mm -hmm. And she is freaking amazing about getting that voice out there as well. And like even Debs, the character of Debs, we were like, Kelly Joe's probably learned so much for Debs, and I wouldn't be really surprised if Debs has ADHD as well. Do you know what I mean? And it's I'm so grateful that this storyline is being told first of all through a woman, and especially even like a woman of color as well so i'm very very blessed very blessed and you've massively succeeded oh man I, like that that means the world Thank i am you. just gonna put a bet on it but i don't know how the award shows work whether it'll be this year or next year i think we'll be seeing you behind a podium with a couple of awards mate that's crazy like that's i crazy. i that's what i'm seeing like i mean thank you wow that's mad it's that's yeah crazy did you just like come in do kelly like do my job yeah it's just as, work yeah and to me like genuinely as long as somebody feels like they've been heard and i don't mean that in like a wanky way or like i hope you feel like you've got a voice but genuinely that yeah. fucking means so much because mm. the the thing that molly said on it was that she's never seen it as accurately done that's, mm -hmm. i think that's what she said and and that meant a lot because i was like i didn't even realize there's been ADHD storylines in the past. And then when I Googled it, a lot of them were kind of like a piss take. It's yeah. like in a comedy show where like somebody just can't stop talking. Mm. Like, that's, well, that's not, that's not accurate. There's a lot more going on. I think it is the year for sort of accurate depictions of things though. Cause like mm -hmm. Hot Stopper, that wasn't yeah. about like 
a gay kid's first like sexual experience that was like just first love like and it was just accurate to but I also think that it's hard to stereotype when the person who's playing the character is the stereotype mm-hmm. so like oh yeah like you're a woman of color with ADHD yeah. playing a woman of color with ADHD you can't mm-hmm. really stereotype that character no you are and, and it's so crazy though because me and Kelly Joe are so not the same oh 100% and I see her very much as like like a little sister, genuinely, mm. who like if she was sat next to me in real life, we'd just have a really good chat and I'd really listen to her and give her the time. Mm. And I think that's what is amazing about you don't want to to be fair, I couldn't play myself because like I said we're very different, but um you I think in every single character, you can always pick something out of you. You can take yeah. inspiration from everywhere. This girl, right, me and Priya Sasha, who plays Samia on the show, mm-hmm. we were doing a little shop in Aldi in Manchester, and um, this girl ran past me and went, eh, who the fuck are you talking to like that? Hang on, I'm going to batter him now. And I went, that's Kelly Joe." <laughs> I just turned to her and went, that's, that's my inspiration for the next scene we're doing. And then the next scene was like, where she walks in, she's talking about socks. And she's like, my socks were really, really itchy. And then Dean comes behind her. She's like, get off me, you idiot. Mm. And I was like, that was from that young girl. Yeah. Like, you can just take it from everywhere, which is amazing. The, like, I will not go out with headphones on because I'm pe- I'm a people watcher. Love it. Yeah. Mm. And a bit as a writer as well, you can just you take it, don't you? I think so I, I not that any of my family will be offended by this, but I think that mm. I, I don't take from the world when I write. Right. I take from my world. Yes. Well, because I think that if you're going to write something, you kind of have to be closely connected to it anyway for it to work and for it to be authentic. And I wrote like this. This is where we get off with um my best friend. Oh, that Spider. Yeah, that was that was oh, the show last year. Got the Amazing. cast to sign it. We're That's coming great. back this year. Ticket really link good. in the bio. Yeah. Um, but like when we wrote it, we it, it, long story short, it's a comedy show about a grandma who has dementia. Right. Okay. But the overlying theme of it is this woman has dementia and has done a lot of shit things in her life and is now coming back to fix them before she can forget them. Wow. My and days. Complex like, as well. My grandma had dementia when I was younger. And while we were writing this show, Heather's mm-hmm. grandma was diagnosed with dementia. Oh my gosh. So we both knew what? like how people react to it and stuff so i think you've got to write from your own little world but for acting purposes like you said some gobby kit will some run past kit. you and you'll be yeah. like there we go there's my love it. moment yeah put it um, in put it in the box but i know you're still at waterloo road so you can confirm nor deny this um question have you stole anything from the set ever stole anything do you know what i always walk out by accident like they obviously we've got costumes on mm. and i always walk out with kelly joe's bra <laughs> always i'm so sorry costume team i always do and also because obviously like afro hair it need the gel like needs to be laid on it so yeah. we put like a little silk ribbon give it a blow dry and then just before we we actually film i take it off and i always just put it in kelly joe's bag and then I always put it in my bag and then next minute, I know I'm emptying my bag and go, sorry, um, Nicole, makeup. I stole five. Now. There's so many me. silk ribbons at home. I am so sorry. Yeah. I mean, Turn up to the what, NTAs next year in a silk dress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Made of and silk blazer. ribbons. Yeah. I'd love to. I was thinking like the other day when, if I do You need to anything, steal some uniform. Yeah. 
a blazer needs to go in the bag. Yeah. Like the thing is Kelly Joe, because obviously like she loves the socks that she has are her socks. Like it's mm. set her off like it has. And now like it's I'm just going, when is she gonna get that blazer? Mainly for yeah. Alicia to go like that's cute, isn't it? Any costume, is there any chance? Alicia's costume, just checking. Um Can blazer? I have a blazer? Blazer, please. <laughs> I'd love it oversized. Mm. But we have a closing tradition on the podcast, and it's where I ask the previous guest to ask a question for the current guest. They don't know yep. who they're asking. You won't know who you're asking. But the question that has been left for you is, do you have any weird traditions for before you go on stage or for before you go for a take? Oh, weird traditions. Ah, oh, it's the weird bit. No. Mm. I throat sing oh, shallow I from like to... um, A Star Is Born. <laughs> You actually... Well, I don't like warming up. I, I, I think warming up's genuinely a bit of bullshit, like, in all honesty. Controversial opinion. But I will just be like, because it's moving it your vocal it... cords. Yeah. And I've never, like, the That's only... I, I had to shout in a show once, and I did it for three nights in a row, and I lost my voice. But that was just because I was screaming. Yeah. Like, not well... because I didn't warm up. No, shallow warms you up, Babs. Mm. It yeah, so that's like my weird. Like people will be sat next to me, and I'll be like, oh, "Have you ever seen it?" <laughs> I mean, it sounds lovely. It's horrible. Um, I'd say, uh, like just talking to myself, going over my lines, and looking like, a crazy "Oh, I can't person. do that. I can't do yourself, that." Like acting, stood there, seeing the whole scene by myself. No, if I run my lines before a scene, I won't know them before when, when I go on stage. Yeah, isn't that interesting? We all just work so we, differently. We have all lived the exact same life, but mm-hmm. in a totally different way. Completely, like my folder of like when each script comes about is so different. Like pre Sasha's is so different to Noah's. Some people can learn it in the rehearsal. I'd have a panic attack. I will learn. Poor dyslexia. I won't learn it like verbatim at home I Mm -hmm. think because I think that there's a a way of going in and having fresh eyes on it while you're in rehearsals like this is for theatre I've never done TV Mm -hmm. I quite like going in and just sort of knowing the line and then figuring out how it works in the flow of conversation Mm -hmm. but like I I don't go in off book like like totally not knowing anything well that's the thing that's what blew my mind from going from theatre to TV was like you come in and then hair and makeup costume then you get travel down to set and then you do um a rehearsal like a line rehearsal then you'll get blocked and then you're filming all in the space of like 20 minutes for that bit that's mad yeah like don't know how well, i feel about that quick. like gotta I might, know those lines i think i might stick to theater <laughs> <laughs> i um, get you because with theater it just comes in over time doesn't it yeah mm-hmm. and it's 100 just explore oh i do love theater i do oh, miss it Love it. Can't wait to be back next month. Um, Where is it again? Is it Webster's in... Theatre in Glasgow Webster's. on the 11th okay. of February? Show starts at seven. Ticket links available um, in the. Let me write it down. Show notes below. <laughs> Webster's Theatre. I'm so excited. That like a lovely theatre. It's an old church. Is it? Is it just? Is it? Um, is it just you? Uh, it's me. In and the show, like, was it? No, there's like. I'm, there's my mum, my dad, my grandma, and the next door neighbour, and an art oh teacher. Damn! I thought you were just going on like it's a a, a one no. person play. No, I'd kill myself. I'm not quite ready <laughs> for that yet. <laughs> You'd have to do all parts of Shallow for that. Oh yeah, I'd have to sing yeah. the full song. Um, 
what, amazing. what question would you like to leave for the, the next guest? Doesn't have to be about acting. Um, what's coming up next for you? Obviously, you're still filming Waterloo Road and stuff, but anything we can be looking out for? Oh, I'm doing um, a little short film, which should be amazing, with a Fun. fantastic um, actor as a co-lead called Amelia Clarkson. She Fun. seems phenomenal. I haven't met her yet, but I'm really excited because I'm a fan of her work. I think she's an incredible actor. And uh, so that's fun. That's coming up, which is exciting. Mm. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see whatever, whatever the world has to offer. <laughs> and um, I know you said that you don't, you're not on social media often, but you re-downloaded it again. Where can everyone follow you just to keep up with what you're doing? Do you know what? I'd say um, a lot of the time, just through like the interviews and podcasts, every week with you, 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not, doing, we're not doing 9 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. We're not doing Imagine. 9 o'clock. At one point I thought, should I just take the absolute piss and go, hi, can we do half eight? Uh, well, you wouldn't be the earliest I've done. Um, there oh, was, you're uh, a good worker. Well, listen, worker. I'm aware that people are giving me their time. And also, if I want to speak to them, I can't even find your Instagram. I'm looking for it now. Oh, I don't have it. I oh, did you delete it again? Message that girl, yeah. All right, okay, never mind. Molly. I was going to get you to follow, get people to follow you anyway. So follow me, Thank everyone, you. Yes, even though you can't please. follow Alicia. Um, no, I, I will just, I'll jump at what in it ever time anyone says and this one oh. actress not naming any names Drop the name half past seven in the morning <laughs> and You're i got there, up listen. and i looked dead like full disparity my bed is behind this curtain like like i'm in my bedroom right That's now cute and i rolled out of bed sat here like this this mm-hmm. woman walked into the screen perfect hair perfect makeup and i'm yeah. like hello welcome back to drama school dropout <laughs> And I was like, how do you, like, do this at half seven in the morning? That's so funny. And when you said nine the other day, I was like, oh, my God, I've got to get up early. No. Was she on set? <laughs> no, she was in her house. Wow. I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on and doing this. We've thank come to you. the end now. It's genuinely been such a pleasure. I'm aware that I'm just taking up a lot of your time while you're at work. Take it. <laughs> Take it. You can you're just wait. sitting there like, oh, I don't have to do anything while I'm sitting here. <laughs> to be honest, I'm actually in the room where they film the podcast. I love that. See? It's like, you know that Spider-Man where it's looking at three of them? Yeah, like... That's what's happening. Waterloo Road podcast, have me on as a guest. I'm such a yeah, fan. Yeah, they should. Hi everybody, I'm Alicia from Waterloo Road. Please go watch This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre in Glasgow. I'm fully using that. That's going to be on the Instagram later on. <laughs> That's what we need to do. I'll send you a copy of the play. Have I got one? Please. Do you know what? If if I was free, I'd love to go down. Oh, listen, I know like it's a it's a massive thing. If, um, but if are you no, free, I'll give you tickets. I'm the type of person. Oh, I'd absolutely pay for the ticket. Don't oh you no, would. I'd like, put you on the guest list. And I'd I'd thank you and have to remove myself. <laughs> I don't have a copy you of the play with earn. me. But, but if um, you um get, is that I've on got a weekend? your Saturday. This Saturday. No, it's Saturday the eleventh of Feb. I can make that work. Uh, you don't have to come all the way to Glasgow. I'm the type of person there was once like when we have days off I just went Brussels for the day love that I, just, I love it you might gotta live life haven't we but I now get Chesco because Chesco loves theatre as well and then boom you can all come 
I've got guest list tickets. I love genuinely any theatre. Like I need to go it's, to London. It's a funny place. show. With support a, in it, support. With like a, a heartbreaking undertone. Yep. Like you will cry, you will laugh. Yep. And there we go. Like so there's like the <laughs> if full, that's not a plug. <laughs> there's the full selling point. Is. But anyway, I will Maybe let you get back to normal life. I'll pop you over an email. I'll send you a copy of the play. You can Thank read it you. at your own like like at your own leisure. I um, love it. I'm signed to a writing agent. I do writing too. Yeah, so I, get I can't it. get signed. This something like I this. don't even have an acting agent. But look how much you're doing. It's iconic and original. Yeah. I love that. Oh, um, mate, you should be really proud of yourself. Thank you so much. And so should you after your thank you. amazing success on Waterloo Road. I can't wait to see what happens next. And if you do turn up at This Is Where We Get Off, I'm not taking your money. You can have a ticket. <laughs> no, no. Thank you. <laughs> it's if, all no, good. please. I will be by. I'll just buy it on the website. Right, okay. And I'll, I'll let you... Wait, yeah. If you send me that email, then that's easy. And I've got your contact details. Yeah, yeah. Great. I'll send you an email. Um it's all good. But I will let you get back to normal life because I know you're at work and I, I want a job on Waterloo Road so I don't want to be continuing to keep the cast from them. This is where I take the laptop all the way to the producer's office. Oh, Interrupt I'm... their meeting. Hi, my name is Ingrid Noble. Um, I'm, I'm I'll 24 be years old. Um, I will do whatever you want. <laughs> I will work oh. for credits and accommodation in Manchester. Like thank You don't you so even much. have to pay me. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you my spotlight is... My spotlight's um seven's fourth. I don't know it. <laughs> imagine. You know Could it you imagine? I love that. I bet some people do. Oh, some people definitely them. do. But I will let you get back to normal life. Thank you so much for doing this, genuinely. It's been such a pleasure. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank right, you. Right, so off much. we go. Let's go get Kelly Joe defied. Kelly Joe defied. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 122 completed. Thank you so much to Alicia for coming on the show. Genuinely, it means the absolute world to me. I had such a great time chatting with you. It means so much. I can't even put it into words. Because Alicia doesn't have social media, please make sure to go down into the show notes, click the Instagram link, follow me, at Ingram Noble, all one word. While you're down there, if you've got a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please click the link in the Google Forms below and submit your story. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, this Saturday at Webster's Theatre, this is where we get off, is here for one night only so please if you can come along check out such a fabulous cast genuinely it's been my life and soul's work this past three years and I'm so excited to share the story with you all again so please 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 come along if you can ticket links as per usual everything's down in the show notes I'll be back again next Tuesday with a brand spanking new episode so until then have a great week stay safe send me all of the good vibes from the show on Saturday it's my first time in nearly a year being on stage so please send me all of the good vibes and I will see you again or you'll you will hear me again next week have a great week stay safe I love you couldn't do it without my normal ending drama school dropout no graduation day for you drama school dropout thought your whole course now try something new drama school dropout